All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed your biz more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Welcome, my friend. Welcome to episode 129. I hope you're having a fantastic week. I am so excited, as always, to jump in here. I actually just screenshotted myself for the first time recording my podcast because I'm sitting here in my office and thinking, how lucky am I that I get to sit here? My hair is up. It's in a bun. I look like a mess. Uh, But I get to sit here and share all this information with you and have you as a part of my life and hopefully I'm part of yours and we just get to connect. I'm just sitting here in my office. I don't know why all of a sudden today I just had this like epiphany of how extraordinary this whole thing is. You know, every now and then I'm like, oh my gosh, that whole internet thing or that whole Zoom thing or that whole WhatsApp thing or text. Like I just cannot believe how we can all connect. So I'm sitting here basically, I'm saying in gratitude and in appreciation for you and I hope you're having a great week. All right, let's kick this puppy off. So just a couple of episodes ago, episode 127, uh, called You Think You're Productive But You're Not, I went through the right and wrong ways to take breaks. And today's topic is very much related to that, except today I'm talking about the right and wrong way to take the big D. And I'm not talking about the good big D, which I've discussed many times before, which is delegation, but the bad, the bad big D, which is distractions. Breaks and distractions go hand in hand because often when you decide to take a break, it's really just because you got totally distracted or you're tired from your distractions, you're taking a break. So anywho, if you'd struggle with focus at all, please listen to that episode after this one. I will link it. But they are, they're very different, but they're also very much integrated and aligned. So if you haven't listened to that one, check it out after this. Okay, but oh my gee, how many times do you sit down with the best of intentions to work on a project or to check some information like on FB, like Facebook, or to write one in email or to check information just online or respond to a text or create an invoice put focus time towards a specific proposal or a presentation. And just like that, in literally a blink of the eye, you're sucked into your social media or your email, or you've jumped into an entirely different source, like your dishes or your tech issue or reacting about an entirely unrelated challenge or a demand or request. Sometimes I cannot even get from my bedroom to my coffee maker in the morning when I'm a zombie and I need my coffee. I will still get distracted on the way by something on the TV or just a thought at that moment or like something on the couch. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? And all of these distractions, no matter how small they are or how big they are, they take you away from your priorities, from the things that matter most to you, from the people that matter most to you, from the successes that matter most to you, from your intentions, 
and they can send you down a rabbit hole that can last minutes, but often hours and sometimes days. Am I right? Okay, so we know this. We also know that distractions can also be a massive, and I mean massive, procrastination tool. A lot of times we allow the distractions to come in or we jump on them because we really just don't want to be doing something else, right? Something that's more challenging or something that we deem to be annoying or frustrating or boring, or it's just not as fun as your distraction like Instagram Reels or Netflix, right? So pretty much we'll jump into them. And this is also no bueno. However, even though I just rattled off all the ways that distractions can disrupt your focus and really take away from your business, your life, your fulfillment, distractions are not all bad. Yes. Listen, some of them are good. They do fill a need at times, right? Sometimes distractions are in fact very useful. They can be used as positive focus tools because they can help you recalibrate. Like if you need to just step away for a few minutes because your brain can't function anymore, it's overloaded, you just need to reassess, then a distraction can be used really effectively. You're like, I need to step away. I need to just like think about something totally different, get my mind away from this. And when I come back, which is related to the breaks I talked about earlier on that other episode, it can be really good for you. Sometimes also distractions fill a need for other stimulation or feel the need of not being worried that you're falling behind or out of the loop with, let's say, communications. So let's say you've been working for a couple hours straight, you might truly need that fix, right? To jump on social media and see what's going on because that actually relaxes you. (laughs) Because unfortunately, we're so trained to check it frequently. It is something that you might truly kind of need, and it takes away the FOMO, like that fear of missing out. So it can be productive if it's used the right way. Okay. So distractions are not all bad. In fact, they are often a good tool for productivity, but if, and only if they're used effectively, just like those breaks, there is a right and a wrong way. So I'm going to give you three strategies to use distractions, of course, the right way. Because ultimately, my goal for you always is to feel awesome at the end of each day, to put your head down the pillow or to kiss your kids goodnight or to snuggle up with your book or with your honey and just think, damn, you know what? I feel really good about what I accomplished today. Okay, so that's my goal for you. And if we can eliminate distractions or rather use them in a way that really effectively helps us do that then we're going to get there much faster, more ease, less stress, all the good things. Okay, number one, embrace the urge, but use limits. Embrace the urge for distractions. This might be counterintuitive to what you think I was just going to say, right? So listen, here's what I could say to you. I could say, listen, lady, you want to not have any distractions like on your phone and all the text and all the beeps and the alerts and the dings and on your laptop and your computer, on your iPad, on your watch. Listen, this is so easy. Just remove, just delete all your social media apps and your news apps and your notifications, you know, just everything. Just get it off the phone. No big deal. I mean, what's a better way to stay focused, right? Easy peasy. <laughs> you just do that. You'll never have distractions again. Okay. Problem is, A, 
Who the heck is actually going to do that? I don't know. Not me. Probably not you. Or we would have done it already. Not going to happen. And B, when you do take everything away like that, when you go cold turkey, you are in complete deprivation mode. And we know that when we are deprived of something, it's actually all you can think about. It has the complete opposite effect. So for example, if you're like, I'm going to go on a diet or like watch what I'm eating and I'm just going to cut out all sugar from every place in this house, like everything that goes in my mouth, every pantry, everything in our freezer, fridge, like there will be zero sugar in my diet. Guess what you're thinking about all freaking day? Goddamn sugar, right? That's it. (laughs) Or kind of the same thing if you're trying to stop smoking and as you go cold turkey, sometimes that's all you can think about. And then the opposite happens. You binge, right? You binge on that sugar or on eating and then you eat because you feel bad because you don't get the sugar. And then you feel bad because you ate too much sugar. And it's just like this terrible cycle. Okay. So with that's no, no bueno either. Or it's also like saying, if I said, don't think about a purple elephant, whatever you do, do not picture a purple elephant right now. And what do you do? It's like, all you can freaking think about is the purple elephant. And all of a sudden you can't unsee it. Right? So that doesn't work. We don't want to do that. So instead embrace it, embrace that you have this urge, embrace that you're like, okay, you know what? I really want this distraction. So you kind of like sit with that. You sit with that sensation. You like ride it out for a few minutes, but, but here's a big, but you do it, you give into it with a parameter. You have a limit before you get started before, not during, not after, because then it's too late. You're already too far into it. So The idea here and the thought is I can indulge in this. I get this indulgence. Just like I get that little piece of sugar. I don't need to eat the whole cake, but I could certainly have, you know, a few bites of the bar or, oh, I guess it would make sense. Bites of the cake, (laughs) right? So same thing. So sit with that sensation, sit with that distraction, give into the urge. So it's not abstinence. It's not, I'm never going to touch it again or look at it again, but instead you're riding the urge, but with a parameter, with a timer. Because if you don't have the timer, if you haven't thought about this before it starts, the urge can go on for like 45 minutes. Am I right? Or 60 minutes or two days. (laughs) So what I'm saying is embrace it. Don't deny yourself, but don't rely on your urge either. If you rely on your urge alone without a limit, like without a timer, you're going to fall into a quicksand of distractions and a quicksand of loss of time and time wasted. And then you're going to start hating on yourself, right? Instead of feeling good about responding to this urge and giving yourself permission to indulge in it, you shame yourself. You start having thoughts like, I'm lazy. I'm not good enough. I can't stay focused. I suck at this. I'm never going to get on top of this. I'm always behind. And of course, all of that is completely unmotivating, right? And, oh, and the worst part is it actually makes us more likely to spend more time on the distractions. Instead of it working for us and being like, oh my gosh, I just wasted this whole day. Let me get back to what it is. It's so much easier to just stay stuck in that because now you're like in this spiraling like stuckness and this rut, right? Then you're like, it's so easy just to stay here, even though I'm hating on myself. 
okay, this is so, and I say this all because I go through this, like I go through this myself and I have to like, literally, I think of it like I have a fishing pole. I don't even fish. I don't even know anything about fishing, but I think of like, you're throwing that fishing pole into the water. This is just what I see on TV and you're reeling it back in. And that's how I think about myself. Sometimes I'm like, I just got to reel myself back in. So I get this, right? But instead you want to be in control. You want to feel and be responsible for your own actions. So when you have a timer, when you actually use a parameter, a limit around the amount of time of your distractions, which I think as let's say a kind of just a a safe number is about 10 minutes. I feel like 10 minutes is a good amount of time that you can take that break. You can use that distraction. You can get some fulfillment, but it's not so much that you're so far behind the day. Okay. So, but again, that's just, it depends. Sometimes you need an hour. You know, you have to use your judgment on that. But if it's like, I just, I need a break from this. I need to recalibrate. I need to just like make sure I don't have FOMO. 10 minutes is a great starting point, if not even five minutes. But anyway, so with that timer, you have agency over your decisions, over your actions. You have agency over their consequences. And when you have agency over something, you are in control, which is the most awesome feeling. It's what we are all craving. Ultimately, at the end of the day, like if I am in control, then I am responsible for my own self. Then I build my own motivation, my own inspiration, my own self-esteem, my confidence. It all comes from within. When you don't have agency of your decisions, of your actions, of your consequences, you are not in control. Everything feels out of your control. And then you spiral back into the sea of scatteredness and wasted time and low confidence and this sense of defeatedness, if that is a word. I feel like I'm totally defeated. Hate that. Okay. So that's why this whole, this idea of a timer or a parameter, a limit is so critical and so important. Now, because we're adults, adults are listening to this. We watch the news. There's a lot going on in the news. A lot of books lately. Lots of uh, shows, even news uh, reporting about technology and the addiction to technology. And we know, as adults, we know that there is truly an addiction. That these social media platforms and uh, these these organizations out there, like they are actually reeling us in, and they spend billions and billions of dollars on figuring out ways to keep us addicted to their platforms, okay? So because we know that, we can sometimes believe like this is out of our control. Like they're controlling us. They have all these algorithms. They are feeding us exactly what we want to see. So it's out of my control. And that leaves you feeling helpless and powerless, which again, means you don't have agency over your own decisions and your consequences. So we cannot believe this, okay? This they do not control us. I totally get it that they are using everything in their power to get us addicted, but still, it's still in our control. And I, I want I spending time here because I sometimes feel like we can convince ourselves of things when they feel really comfortable, and we're hearing other people say, "Oh, yeah, it's not you, it's them," right? And really, at the end of the day, it does come back to us. This is really important to self-talk this out in our heads, like or out loud, you know, that this really does not control me, no matter what I'm seeing or hearing in the media. And it isn't okay just because everyone else is doing it. You know, how we view ourselves, the words and the thoughts that we have, they really, really matter. 
So don't, you know, fall into that, believing anything like that. And, you know, use that damn timer. And how to use that? Like, I mean, literally, <laughs> you go on your phone before you take that, before you get into that distraction, whether it's like, I'm going to go do the dishes, fold a load of laundry, or jump on IG reels, you set, you get on your phone, you set 10 minutes. So it, it rings at the end, right? You need that. You cannot look at your watch. You can't look at a clock. It's not going to work. It will not work. So you have to use a timer. Okay. I also have to give a little PSA here. And I'll caveat by saying I'm not the best mom in the world, nor am I a uh, counselor, a children's, you know, a, a child counselor or anything like that. But if you have kids, God willing, start them early on this, or even if they're teens like mine, or even if they're in their freaking 20s, like do it, give them parameters to at least when they're around you, right? On this stuff too, on their addiction to social media. My cousin was recently telling me that her 10-year-old son, um, he lost his phone and his iPad, I think for two days because he got in trouble. I mean, lost, meaning like he didn't, wasn't allowed to have access to it. And it was literally, she said, like he went into withdrawal, like actual withdrawal symptoms. When you think of like, you know, someone getting off drugs, he had fatigue, severe crankiness. It was like a true change of personalities. She said he was crying all day. It was like a complete nightmare. Okay, you are not doing your kids any favors if you think, well, all the kids are like this. Well, all the kids are on there 24-7. Well, all the kids are attached to their phones. Well, all the kids don't put away their phones when they're sitting with each other or when we're in a restaurant or when we're eating dinner together. So I'll let mine do it too. Again, I'm not a parent there, a child therapist or parent therapist or anything close to that, but just a reminder from a friend to a friend, I need to hear this all the time too, that this strategy of the limit is even more important for the next generation than it is to us. So Let's all do ourselves a collective favor as we, you know, bring up a whole generation of uh, generations of people in our society and in our world to really help, you know, help us just put these parameters and limits on it and start creating these habits at a younger age. Okay. Again, that was my PSA there. All right. So timer, use a timer. Um, So embrace it, embrace the urge, but use limits. Number two, second strategy, do not use willpower. Do not. Don't rely on willpower. Don't use self-control. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to work. Willpower is finite. Willpower in the actual moment of when you're doing something is actually not that powerful, right? Like if you are, again, if you're trying to cut down the sugar, but the cake is right in front of you, you're, yeah, you need a lot of willpower to not put the, you know, a spoon of it in your mouth. If your cell phone is on your bedside table, it's really hard not to check it first thing in the morning, right? It's willpower is not nearly as powerful as we think. Like I always say, I think in our minds, we're like, we give it this, we give it this power that's just so uh, almost irrational, unreasonable, unrealistic. So don't depend on willpower. Instead, depend on your environment, depend on your systems. Don't expend your willpower, strengthen your systems. By the way, I'm going to also link to an episode that I I think I also linked to in the episode two two, uh, episodes ago about the breaks, but I think I did there. But anyway, it's also, it's called episode 70, Forget Willpower. Here's a much better way to stick to your habits. Um, I think this is a really, really, really great one. And uh, so again, I'll, I'll link to it if you want to listen to it after this. But again, don't rely on and this finite willpower. Instead, change your environment. So 
Change your environment. I'm pretty much just going to repeat this from the episode a couple ago because it warrants repeating. And really, I just don't think we can hear this stuff enough times. We need this reinforcement. So again, if you want to create a new habit of snacking less or generally eating less, don't keep crap in your pantry or fridge or tons of it, right? A little bit because we want to give into the urge a bit, but not all around us all the time, especially if we're working from home. If you want to create a new habit of shopping less, Maybe don't have every shopping app on your phone with your credit card. I'll link to it. Right? Maybe have one or two and get the other ones off. Or, you know, or say, or you can, there's even things in your phone where you can say, I, I turn it off and then I get it back on on the weekends. Like there are ways around this. If you want to create a new habit of, um, again, I'll use the one about the bedside table, not checking your phone all the time. Maybe don't put it there. Maybe put it in the bathroom so you have to actually get your ass out of bed in the morning to go check it, which will get you up and start motivating, right? Believe it or not, contrary to your own beliefs, you are actually in charge of most of your distractions, okay? So not having your phone by your side every second of your day and night is actually going to be really good for you and not kill you and probably will extend your life. So again, not relying on willpower or self-control is really going to help you instead depend on a system you've created, depend on strengthening that, depend on changing an environment. So basically I'm saying is don't internalize, don't depend on your internal systems and your internal feelings, depend on something external for a change. And finally, number three, the third strategy to master your focus is to get your priorities on your calendar. Okay. I'm really excited to go through this one because I see this and hear this a lot. And this is a big reason why we get distracted. Okay. So this is what I found. A lot of women say they're distracted, right? We're all distracted. They say, but I don't really know what from. (laughs) What I mean is this. They'll be like, oh, I got distracted all day. I didn't get anything done. Okay. So that's like what I hear. I got so distracted or maybe we're checking in where on a coaching call and like, well, here are some things we thought you might implement, you might try out, how to go. And they're like, oh my gosh, I got so distracted, I didn't get anything done. And what they mean is I didn't get anything meaningful done. And one of the main reasons is that they didn't have anything meaningful blocked on their calendars. Okay. If they did, so let's say they did do that, they did have something really meaningful blocked on their calendars. When I asked them, what did you get distracted from? the response would be very quick and very effortless. You could immediately say, oh, I was supposed to create that onboarding system today. Or you could quickly glance at your calendar and say, oh, I was supposed to go for that 45-minute walk. Or you can glance at your calendar and say, oh, I was supposed to finish that proposal that I was going to get to my client today. Right? If you can't quickly glance at your calendar and you don't have an immediate response, it means you haven't blocked your priorities. And then it's like, oh, no wonder you got distracted. It was a lot of white space there. There was a lot of things you had in your to-do list, a lot of things you know you have to do, there's a lot of things swarming around in your brain, but you didn't really make that intention or that be deliberate about where to plan that out in your day. So the easiest thing to do, the lowest hanging fruit is always to get stuck in the distraction, whether it's email or text or phone calls or emergencies or so-called crises or answering this or that or you know responding or reacting all day long. Because there is nothing to hold you accountable to getting the important things done other than your brain. And your brain is so overloaded. It cannot be also used as an accountability tool. 
Now you have to get it down on paper, on your digital source, on your calendar, on your schedule, somewhere. You have to have some other level of accountability than on a list or in my head. There's nothing holding you accountable. So if you wonder why you get distracted often, it's because you don't have a plan, like a real plan, a plan that's realistic, a plan that works, a plan that's with your energy. Yes, there's a whole you know, system to making a plan. But if you don't, if you don't have that, of course you're going to get distracted. And then, then it's like, you know, then, then I say, well, what'd you get distracted from? You're like, I just had all the stuff to do. Well, what stuff, right? It's like, you don't even know. How do you even know that you're distracted if it's not even on your calendar? So most of the time, as I start working with clients, not right in the beginning, but as we start going through this process and we learn how to plan really effectively and that works for them and with their systems and with their teams at home and at work, they do block the time and they do have a plan. So they do know what their priorities are. But so many other people don't know this. Now, just because you have it on your calendar, because I'm sure you've put stuff on your calendar before, doesn't mean that you stay on track and get focused all day and don't have any distractions. It is no guarantee that you're going to stay focused. I get it. I live it. I understand. Really, there's never, ever a guarantee of that. But I can guarantee you this. You will be far more likely to stay on track when you've taken the time and effort to deliberately think through what you want to achieve that day, what will make you feel most successful, and how you can plan for it effectively. I cannot tell you how many times it just because those reminders pop up of, you know, oh, I'm supposed to 10 minutes, I'm supposed to be now focusing on this next thing, that that just like that, that notification, which is one I absolutely 100% leave up. Uh, that that alone will just shift my focus or get me back on track or, or being like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be working on that. I'm sitting here on social media. It's not that I never get off track, but these are simple ways to get back on track. And that way is to time block your priorities. Okay. So this is the last um podcast episode I'll mention, but but there are are so many good ones I think that are related to this. This is an oldie but goodie. It's episode 13, Three Steps to Get in Control. And I take you through my three-step ACT process to get you in focus and control in the driver's seat of your day. And the first, I'll just, spoiler alert, the ACT framework, the A is to avoid distractions. So that's really tactical, kind of like some tactical ways of of doing this and kind of using that timer. So again, I think that's a great one to listen to. If like focus in general is just a challenge for you, that's why I'm linking so many episodes. These are a bunch of like, just, I think really good ones that they're short and succinct and really give you some like go-to strategies and tools. So check them out. All right. So, but to recap, the three awesome strategies to keep you focused and avoiding distractions is to number one, embrace the urge, but use limits. Number two, Do not rely on willpower, sister. No more self-control. Change your systems, or rather, change your environment and strengthen your systems. And number three, time block your priorities every dang day. I hate, and I literally hate to see you or hear that you were swept away from your priorities or went down a rabbit hole that can last hours, sometimes days, and then feel less than or behind or like, I'll never catch up or I'm the worst. Or why can't I stay on top of this? Like I truly, truly hate it. It, it breaks me. And I know, and it happens to me too, from time to time. I'm not perfect by any means, but again, I feel like I have the tools and and ways to kind of like reel myself back in. So it's not that I never get into it, but I know how to get out. And if you find like you're just sitting in there often in that pit of distractions, then 
Remember, distractions are in your control far more than you're probably giving it credit for. So take back your focus and you will take back your power. One immediate way to do this is to take this week's challenge. You spent your precious time with me. I want to make sure it's 100% worth it. So today's action in this week's challenge is to pick one of the three strategies I went through and start moving on it. Commit to one, get intentional and focus your life. Also, if you haven't already, I would love for you to get your hands on a free training called Go From Scattered to a Plan That Actually Sticks. Five must-dos to take back control of your time, especially if you're overwhelmed and overstretched. This is for the woman business owner who looks put together but doesn't feel that way. So if that sounds like you, get your hands on it here, lifeisorganized.com forward slash best week. Lifeisorganized.com forward slash best week. I hope I've served you today, my friend. I really can't thank you enough for listening and sharing. If you've gotten some inspiration and motivation and have not yet left a review, please do so. Now, it truly means the world to me. Like, honestly, it means so much to me. And it also helps to connect me with other amazing women all around the world. As always, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, your loving vibes and positive energy. And know that I'm sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done and embracing productivity on purpose. I'll catch you next time.